Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. It's uh, 5.09 here at the station again. We have those storms moving through, so be careful out there. I just want to do some fact checking uh, based on the last caller that we had. You know, we talk about the phones, and I ask a simple question How come, you know, people who receive these social service benefits seem to all have iPhones? Uh, it's just an observance I've made, and, uh, you know, looked into it a little bit, but it says it's really not the case. And it's started under the Bush administration or even before that. And um, and, and that it's a fallacy to begin with. You know, that was the caller's uh, uh, take on it. Well, basically, Government Lifeline Services offers free Apple phones along with free text, talk, long distance and Internet data plans to eligible customers, including those on EBT, food stamps, SNAP, Medicaid or other public aid. That's right from the government website. Now, there's a, a bunch of organizations that, that dole that out. It's not a single organization, but it's a government-run program. That's, it's, it's a government program that's run through these non-government agencies. But that's the definition of the government lifeline services. It offers free Apple iPhones along with free text, talk, long distance, and Internet data plans, again, to eligible customers, including those on EBT, food stamps, SNAP, Medicaid, and other public assistance. Now, as far as going back on that, the SafeLink program, which that is was actually being offered cell phones to low-income households in some states since 2009. So that's when it began. And if you look at who was the president in 2009, well, that was Barack Obama, who took over in January 20th of 2009. Now, it was probably a plan that was in the works before him. Um, Maybe it wasn't. You know, I'll give the benefit of the doubt there, but, you know, let the facts be the facts as far as that goes there. Um, We're also talking about inflation. And, again, 3% is a good number. It's a positive direction. Let's just say that there. I'm going to fix this microphone here. Uh, it's, a, it, it, it's, it's, it's a number in the right direction. I don't think it's going to stop um, another interest rate in, increase. But I'll read to you what uh, what they're saying, you know, to break it down to where it really it's a it's a good direction, but it's really not good news for you or I. Annual inflation hit three percent in June, the lowest since March of 2021, a sign that the Federal Reserve's aggressive rate hikes are having an impact. Though it will likely have to take more action. So, like I said, they're probably going to have to raise that uh, aggressive interest hike probably a quarter percent again. Um, measured from May to June, consumer price rose just 0.2%, according to the Labor Department's report on Wednesday. Rising rent, clothing prices last month were partially offset by falling prices for airfare, used cars, and furniture. Again, used cars prices are falling because people just don't have the money to buy them and they're laying in lower on lots. So it shows that the people are being frugal with their money. People don't have the money to buy, you know, Airfare to go on trips, used cars, or new furniture. Gasoline prices rose 1% last month, but are down by more than 26% from a year ago, when pump prices hit an all-time high of more than $5 a gallon. Meanwhile, grocery prices fell flat last month, which are already high. Remember, our grocery prices are inflated, so it didn't go down. It stayed flat. While cost of restaurant meals jumped 0.4%, so it's, it's more expensive to pay for your rent, It's more expensive to buy clothes. It's more expensive to buy gasoline. It's more expensive to go out to eat. 
and your grocery bills have stayed pretty much the same. Though inflation continues to ease, it's still running higher than the Federal Reserve would like. Stripping out volatile food and energy prices, so-called core inflation. Now, this is the true inflation that you and I feel every day. Was at 4.8% in June. That's well above the Federal Reserve's target of 2%, and it means the Fed is widely expected to raise the interest rates again, likely by a quarter percent point, when it meets later this month after holding them unchanged at its previous meeting last month. And again, that's from NPR.org. So those are the facts on the the 3% interest, the 3% inflation, annual inflation for this month is a positive direction. I'm not going to say it's not. But if you're seeing people out there saying, well, it's the greatest, look how it means everything we're doing is working. When you break those numbers down like I just did for you, it's really not. Things that we pay for day in and day out are really going up or staying the same high cost. Things of luxuries like airfare, buying a used car, or buying new furniture have dropped. So that's that's the true fact of what's going on as far as those phones, the the, the iPhones that low-income people do get. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that. You know, maybe there should be a different type of phone that they get. I mean, iPhones are a $1,000 phone. You know, I, I understand, but if... if why are they getting a top-of-the-line phone? An iPhone is considered a top-of-the-line phone. I mean, what's next? We're giving Cadillacs? I'd like one. Never owned one. You can call or text the show at 570-883-0098. Let's go to uh, Rich from Laughlin on giveaways. Rich. How much do we owe people, Ron, or, uh, Bob, Rob? I, I just love to know. I'm going to put a shack out in the middle of Death Valley, and I'm going to expect cable service. Okay, it probably cost about ten million dollars to run cable to the to Death Valley. I would think it's about forty five miles from from Pahrump, Nevada. So I, I'm just guessing uh, at that. You know, Governor Lamb, who was a Democrat, uh, two thousand seven to eleven in Colorado, when the government with the Americans with Disability Act came in, and it was years later, about ten years later, he was told he has to buy buses that lean down. To help people, I'm not against helping people, but he said that is costing the state of Colorado sixty-nine thousand dollars per rider. He says we have to make decisions. We can't just do this, okay? Uh, that's how that's how states and, and, and different localities go broke. But we have to measure. If people are living in the middle of nowhere and expect all the utilities, why did they go into the middle of nowhere and expect utilities? And and and, and right now you can get cable by satellite. It used to be slow. It's pretty fast. It'll probably cost you more than if you have cable. But I'll tell you, if you just order cable without the triple package, you're going to pay about $100 a month. It's not cheap to get cable. And, and you know, uh, they proved that using cable TV to, to train, uh, to educate the children is a miserable failure. So I, that's a, mute, a moot point to say that you're going to improve children's lives it will get, get them cartoons. It will get entertainment. I'm not against helping people partially. I think everybody should have some piece of the pie that they got to pay. Though. There should be some uh, skin in the game for everybody. Uh, we, we, we cannot just turn our heads constantly and hand out stuff because people are expecting more and more and more. This is still, well, it used to be anyway a capitalist society. 
we're turning more and more into just a handout. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, selling my home and everything, I'd be better off uh, going into one of those houses, uh, the, the way it sounds. I mean, I'm paying for all this. I'm retired. I'm not I'm not crying. I mean, I, I, I expect it to pay for everything, but um, we are not gauging things properly. Now, one, one comment about the Centers for Disease Control. Dr. Redmond, the former director of the CDC, admitted they were caught, they were caught red, red, or flat-footed on the whole disease thing. He said, we had no anticipation, we weren't geared up, and he said, we're paying the price for it now. And it's sad, uh, the government should, we pay the government billions of dollars a year to be prepared for viruses and all this other stuff, and they weren't. Have a good day, my friend. Thank you, Rich. Thank you. And and I, I know that firsthand because the NYPD was going around with hand sanitizer and masks and gloves from 9-11. So uh, they were all out date. They were all expired. They were all breaking. You know, I, I ended up getting uh, some supplies from our area down to people I knew in, in New York City that were dealing with COVID. We were definitely caught flat-footed. And, and again, this isn't about the, the validity of the disease itself. There's no question. It's, it's obviously out there. I've had it three times. And I've been vaccinated. I had it before I was vaccinated. I got vaccinated. I had it after I was vaccinated twice. So, yeah, I'm skeptical as far as that. I regret getting the vaccination. I will not get any more shots as far as that goes. I think it did more harm than good. I have um, damaged smell to this point, to this to this day. Uh, and that's from the original COVID that I got before the vaccine. So this was, uh, when was it, late, late 2019, early 2020? Um, you know, I, I got it a few months after it came out and, uh, you know, it damaged my smell. I smell cigarette smoke all the time now at randomly, like randomly, you know, just pop, it just triggers. And all of a sudden I smell cigarette smoke and, and, you know, it's in my bedroom. It's, it's, you know, if I'm outside somewhere on my property, all of a sudden you just smell it. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's bothersome. Um, you know, heart issues because of it, you know, because of the vaccination. I had a worse reaction from the vaccination than I did from all three times having COVID. And the first time I had COVID, I lost 25 pounds. I, I had it good. I had all the symptoms that they said you were going to have, and it was bad. And I, I couldn't eat for the two weeks, and again, it lasted about 15 days. Not saying it's not valid, not saying anything like that. I'm saying they they misrepresented and and actually outright this this Senate committee said they outright fought stating the, anything that said that it came from a lab leak. Uh, and, and outright, they found emails from Dr. Fauci to the other doctors in the NIH saying we need to protect the research we're doing. We can't go this direction. We can't say it was from here. And if it was or if it wasn't, now I'm saying the, the good majority of your your open-sourced medical experts are now saying it probably was a lab leak. It's very unlikely it came from the wet market the way it was mutated, the way it was genetically uh, done. So for them to suppress that information from the start, for them to make such an effort to simply protect their research when all those people were dying, when we were all getting sick, when we were all being losing our livelihoods, when we were all losing our education, is uh, is just wrong. It's just wrong, and uh, it's it's... You want openness when it comes to this because we are going to have another pandemic. We, we've had them before. They haven't been as bad as this one. This, this has been the worst in our lifetime, in my lifetime. And there will be another one. And if we're not honest with an after action report from what we just went through, if we don't learn from it, if we don't figure out how to do things better and we make this a political argument when it's not. 
This is a public safety argument, and it's never been taken as such. This has been a political argument from the start, and it never should have been that. It should be a public safety issue. There should be a solid, valid after-action report where all options are on the table, where all mitigations are on the table, and it was prevented from every step, and we've suffered from it, and we're still suffering from it. Our children are still suffering from it. Our children are probably going to suffer from it for the next decade. And like I said, just the mild symptoms I have with the smell issue and everything like that. I, you know, I've been doing smell therapy for the past two years. Uh, it helps a little bit, but it, it's still there. You know, they say it. You know, your smell may come back; it may never come back. I'm thankful I have smell. I just smell weird things. Now I smell cigarette smoke. My brother, who had COVID long after me, probably a year after me, uh, he was a smoker, and he doesn't smell cigarette smoke. He smells like wood burning fire smoke all the time. That, that's what he got. And there's people who smell rotting meat. There's people who smell different smells. And if you look into what COVID has done to the sensory of smell, because it says your body detached those sensories to protect your body because of this disease. And it's, it's not about the validity of the disease. This is about we need to, to really be honest with ourselves about how we deal with the next one. That's what it's all about, and that's what it should be about. It's 522 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Traffic any better, Nikki? It's no, not any no, better at no, all. No. Sorry. Uh, this has been Teledata Internet Traffic Update. We do have slowing on 81 in the Wilkesbury area and in the Scranton area. You're going to be dipping below 40 miles per hour. Uh, in both areas, in, in in the Scranton area, you might even be going below uh, 30 miles an hour. Just a bumper-to-bumper, heavy traffic, no accidents, however. Construction is causing issues above Waverly on 81 northbound going through that construction. And then um, out on 80 west, you're all backed up, heading into the back mountain on 309 around the Rock Hut in the Shavertown area. There you can expect to be crawling as well, just due to the... This uh, massive amount of traffic that's out there today. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Again, we have those storms flashing through our area, so be careful. Be aware of the alerts near you. Tonight, the showers will be ending. Partly cloudy, low 68. Thursday, hot and humid with afternoon storms, high 90. Friday, warm and humid in the afternoon storms again, high 85. Saturday, hot and humid with isolated showers and storms, high 90. Sunday, cloudy with scattered showers and storms. Typical summer in northeast Pennsylvania, high 86. It's 82 degrees now with those storms moving through our area. It's 524, your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 528 here at the station. Uh, it says heavy rain soon, so if you're in the Pittston area, be careful with some heavy rain. Let's go to the phone now. We have uh, John from Pittston with some observations. John. Yeah, I, I might have heard this on your show, Rob, but uh, John Hamm, that actor from Mad Men, I guess he posted somewhere recently that uh, the Libs and the Democrats, they insist that we believe that uh, men that have babies, and then at the same time, they say we have to uh, eliminate misinformation. <laughs> yeah, I, I did see that. That's kind of ironic, huh? Yeah, and uh, the other thing is, I don't know if you've noticed it, but, you know, it's not, it, it's going to sound kind of racist, because how dare you mention, like, a, a seeing something and then commenting on it, but I don't know if any, everybody out there should have noticed by now, but when you're watching TV, about all the commercials have black people in it, 
or people of color. There's very few white men. There's white women are allowed. Very few white men. And the white men that they do show, a lot of them are de- depicted as like uh, having diseases or incredibly stupid, like the one who supposedly cut out his own appendix in this. I mean, it's all right. It's, it, it's something I noticed, and uh, it just seems uh, a little bit much. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 they have black people with these huge mansions and all of that, and, you know, good for them. <laughs> I yeah. just thought I'd mention it. All right, it, John, it I, seems... I appreciate your call. Thanks for listening, John. Be careful out right. there. Bye-bye. Thank you. Yeah, the marketing agencies do what marketing agencies do. They, they cater to their crowd, whatever's in now, whatever their their upper echelon in the marketing industry says. Oh, we have to highlight more this. We have to highlight more that. That that's what they're doing. You know, when it when in turn, you know, shouldn't advertising depict the demographics of of that area of that market of whatever that product is? You know, in a perfect world, that's what it would be. But you know, they they, they think they are being portrayed. They they try and tout that they're making up for some wrongdoing that that you or I had nothing to do with. Uh, that the market today had nothing to do with. And you know, we're seeing the effects of that because they're starting to get pushback. We're seeing you know you know Bud Light you know for for one example, and we're seeing it in, across the board with other Disney's dealing with a lot of it. We're dealing with a lot of these. You know, if you're a business, if you're a product, market your product. Be an advocate for your product. Don't be an advocate to tell us the way we should live, the way we should act, the way we should think. And um, it's as simple as that. It's 5.30 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show after the news with Paul Michael. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 5.35 here at the station. We have them storms walking, uh, moving through. So, uh, you know, just be careful out there as you're... Uh, driving through the area. Now, the Associated Press has done actually a phenomenal, unbiased, uh, deep dive into uh, the Supreme Court justices when it came to a a various bunch of reasons. And it it all surrounded by the ethics issues that they're saying, you know, they they should be, they should have to be upheld to the the same standards that other federal judges are held to. And and they're not. They, They signed an agreement between all of them a few months ago to say they, they would uh, disclose certain re- issues that they got, certain benefits that they've gotten, but they're not ethics violations. It's just, just a, it's just a disclosure issue. But the Washington Post went into a bunch of things, including our colleges, uh, especially since the Supreme Court is out of, uh, out of session right now, and the things they do. And, uh, you know, it started off, and it basically starts off like you would think an article would start off and just attacking you know, you're Justice Clarence Thomas. You know, when Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas headlined in a 2017 program at McLean Community College in Texas, his hosts had more than speech in mind. Working with the prominent conservative lawyer Ken Starr, school officials crafted a guest list for a dinner at a home of a wealthy Texas businessman, hoping the audience with Thomas would be rewarded for school patrons and include... An, an includement of prospective donors. So it, it says that, you know, these colleges invite these Supreme Court justices like Clarence Thomas to get high-dollar donations for their schools. And, and you would think if that was CNN or something like that, the article would stop there. But it, the, the AP does a good job. They go through all of them. Before uh, uh, Justice Elena Kagan visited the University of Colorado's law school in 2019, one official in Boulder, suggested a large donor-to-staff ratio for a dinner with her. 
after Justice Sonia Sotomayor confirmed she would attend a 2017 question and answer session at Clemson University and a private luncheon. Officials there made sure to invite 1 million plus donors to the South Carolina College. And the Associated Press, I give them credit. They obtained tens of thousands of pages of emails and documents that reveal the extent to which the public colleges and universities have seen visits by justices as opportunities to generate donations. All justices. This is not a conservative. This is not a liberal issue. This is the way the Supreme Court justices work. It's how they've done it all along. The trips they've done, the benefits they've done, the, 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 the perks that they get, they all do it. And I have an issue. If you want to highlight them all and list them all and not just cherry pick your Clarence Thomas, your, your Kavanaugh, your this, your that, to make it – and it's partisan attack on them – If you want to instill ethics rules for the Supreme Court, I'm all for that. I'm all for them having a solid set documented ethic rules or reporting criteria that any American could get on the Supreme Court website, look and find. And they need to, if they need to report X, Y, and Z, then they should report X, Y, and Z. If they don't report it, what kind of punishments are we going to instill? And either they follow it or they don't. And you have an investigation if they don't follow it and if they're found guilty. Then as per those rules, as per that ethics complaint, as per those policies, you punish them accordingly. I am all for that. But to cherry pick one or the other, because, again, this goes on to it, and we're, we're going to go into other areas of, of where they do this as well. You know, this is just one with these colleges. Uh, and it says, the conduct would likely be prohibited if done by lower court federal judges, but the Supreme Court's definition of banned fundraising is so narrow, simply an event that raises more then its costs, where guests are asked for donations, that does not account for soliciting contributions later while reminding them of the special access they were afforded. So basically, these colleges are selling an appearance, a photo op with a Supreme Court justice for their private donations. And in return, these colleges send them all-expense-paid trip to their universities, take them out to these expensive dinners, have these high-class... If you're having million-dollar donors at your event you know, and I don't care if it's Clemson University or a local community college. It is going to be top shelf. You are getting wined and dined. You are having the 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 a trip to wherever you're going in this in this nation. And they pick destinations if you look at where they go that are beneficial to them. And this is just one aspect where they're using academia. And again, academia is before the Supreme Court's business time and time again. But here they are whining and dining them getting million-dollar donors to donate to the college just for a photo op with a Supreme Court justice. They are selling access. These universities, not the, the justices themselves, are selling access to their guests, the Supreme Court justices. And again, if, if we want to institute something like that, I'm fine with that. The documents also reveal that justices spanning the court's ide- ideological divide have lent the prestige of their positions to partisan activity, headlining speak at events with prominent politicians, or advance their own personal interests, such as sales of their books through these college visits. So they are also benefiting financially by ensuring that they are selling their books, being sure that they're getting whatever they're doing. They're putting, they're being paired with political um, 
prominent political politicians where they might not take a stance anywhere, but they're taking pictures side by side with them. We know what that means. And this is all the Supreme Court justices, not just one, not just two, not just the conservatives, not just the ones you want to pick out, all of them. So we either have a policy or we don't. It's as simple as that. 541 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Well, good afternoon and thank you, Rob. This traffic update is brought to you by Penteladata Internet. You're going to find slowing on 81 between Pittston and Scranton. Some areas of slowing are worse than others, going in both directions, as a matter of fact. Um, We also have slowing through that construction, 81 northbound at Waverly, out by Bloomsburg on 80 West with road work going on there. It's all jammed up and heading into the back mountain starting around the rock cut on Route 309. You are going to be dipping well below the speed limit in Shavertown. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Have a great night, Rob. I am off to see Ann Wilson of Heart. It should be a good show. It should be. Always a good show. Thank you. Enjoy your night. You too. Be safe driving. Yeah, Here's true. the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Arendt. We have those storms moving through our area now, so be careful out there. Tonight, the showers will be ending. It'll be partly cloudy, low 68. Thursday, hot and humid with afternoon storms, high 90. Friday, warm and humid with afternoon storms, high 85. Saturday, hot and humid again with isolated showers and storms, high 90. Sunday, cloudy with scattered showers and storms, high 86. It's currently 82 degrees and mostly cloudy here at the station in Pittston at 543 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM. It's 547, 548 here at the station. We have the rain moving through our area, so be careful out there. You know, to to go on with the Associated Press story on this, it, it goes into how the justices, now it focuses on Justice Sotomayor, At first, uh, her staff prods colleges and libraries to buy her books. Now, almost every, if not every, uh, Supreme Court justice has their books. uh, And it's a a big deal for them. You know, um, Sotomayor's staff has often prodded public institutions that have hosted the justice to buy her memoir or children's book. Works have earned her at least $3.7 million since joining the court in 2009. Details of those events, largely out of public view, were obtained by the Associated Press through more than 100 open records requests to public institutions, resulting in tens of thousands of pages of documents. Um, You know, basically, in order for her to go to these locations, they have to buy her book. She's going to go to a college, and again, she's not charging, she's not getting an appearance fee to go to the college, but they're buying her book, she's going there, she's giving her speech, and then she's signing the books for the attendees. Now, the college, university, or the public institution, it just doesn't have to be colleges and institutions. Um, some of them are the chambers of commerce and stuff like that, uh, are buying the books. And it seems that her staff, when they say, okay, well, we'll buy 500 books, and they say, well, an organization, these, these are her staffers, her court staffers, not her book people, not her publisher. These are her staff for the Supreme Court will say, well, well, an event your size normally buys 1,500 books, not just 500. And that's the argument back and forth with the insinuation that, well, if you don't buy the 1,500 books, maybe the justice isn't going to come. And these are the things that go on there. And like I said, it's this is a $3.7 million business, these, these books. And it goes on 
and on. And you know, most or, some some schools order four hundred books. Uh, Michigan State University asked Sotomayor to come to campus and in 2018 spent more than $100,000 on copies of her memoir. And this skirts the uh, their F- ethics situations. And again, it's not just her. They just focused on her because it appears her staff has been the most outspoken and egregious uh, when it comes to this. But it's all of them. They all have books out. And it, it says when one college said that they didn't believe they received all the copies, all the boxes of copies of the book, it was Sotomayor's, Justice's Sotomayor's staff, her, her Supreme Court staff, who responded in an email that the Associated Press now saying, I packed those books myself. So her clerk, one of her clerks and staff members at the Supreme Court is packing her private books to send to these universities to... Uh, that that is money for the Supreme Court justice, and again, it's not just her; it's all of them. Justice Clarence Thomas collected about one million since two thousand and six. Stephen Breyer, who retired in twenty twenty two, reported roughly seven hundred thousand in royalty income in the past two decades. Justice Neil Gorsuch has disclosed more than nine hundred thousand dollars since twenty seventeen. Amy Cody Barrett has confirmed in twenty twenty received reported two million advance for a forthcoming book. Justice Brown, Jackson, signed a book deal. And again, this is the norm for all the justices. They do these appearances at, at wherever they're doing them. Schools, universities, chambers of commerce, wherever. Their, their attendance is being peddled by universities for donors to that university. Their backdoor book sales for the Supreme Court justices that they're, that they're gaining and this is the norm for for justices. And it's not just the book deal. Like, we, we went into the speaking engagements. We went into universities using it as a backdoor fundraising event. There's also now justices teach when the Supreme Court isn't in session and can double as an all-expense-paid trip. The Supreme Court justices, one of the key places that they go is Hawaii. There's a university in Hawaii. For decades, the University of Hawaii Law School has marketed its jurist-in-residence program to serve the, to the Supreme Court, an all-expense-paid getaway with the upside of considerable downtime in paradise. So basically, they're out there getting a top-shelf, all-expense-paid trip to Hawaii, again, top-shelf, where they'll go in maybe once a week for an hour and give a give a seminar, give a, a speech, give a lecture. And it says the justices have enthusiastically participated. Your colleagues who were here most this is from the college itself. Your colleague colleagues who were here most recently were Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Anthony Kennedy, Stephen Breyer, and I believe they all would recommend this experience highly. The law school then dean Avid Sophia wrote in a two, 2010 email trying to draw draw Justice Sonia Sotomayor to the school in Honolulu. We will, of course, cover first-class airfare, excellent hotel accommodations, and all other travel expenses. Should we have hope of having the justice here while the icy wind blows in Washington, he wrote in another, in a follow-up before the justice's 2012 visit, he included the situation, warm yet comfortable greetings from paradise. Again, 
These are all skirts that they use for benefits, for perks, for doing things that are all legit. You know, it was Samuel, Justice Samuel Alito in 2011 visited Honolulu, a University Highway Law School official promoted on one of their events. They all do it. Where I get frustrated is when you have agenda-driven media, when you have agenda-driven people out there, callers call in and say, well, the same old Justice Thomas, you know, Kavanaugh, this one, that one, to make it a partisan attack. No, it's not. And if your argument is we just need a wholesale ethics review of the Supreme Court, great. Let's work on that. Let's get all sides to work on that. Let's get everybody involved to work on it. But if this is what the Supreme Court's doing, I mean, you know what senators are doing. You know what representatives are doing. They're all getting these trips to these excursions. You know, they're, they're in Japan looking at the infrastructure there. No, you're not. You're eating. You're going out. You're discovering the culture. You're doing the, dealing with the nightlife. And maybe you're having a meeting here and there. We know how these working vacations go. These aren't truly working vacations. And, and if you want to go even further... Look at to where your unions or, or, the, or the, the corporate boards or anyone like that go for these gatherings. You know, how, how come your, your teacher's union gathering is in you know, Orlando, Florida or, or Las Vegas or in Hawaii or in San Diego? You know, how come they're never in Detroit or, you know, the Bronx or, or places like that? Because that's what goes on. You know, it's an expense-paid trip by your union dues to send your union officials to do the union business, you know, to have their annual meeting, to do whatever they have. It's just the way they operate. And peasants like you or I, who have our, our nose to the ground and are grinding each and every day, are left out in the cold. So either we have rules and policies or we don't. I, I, you know, I'm beating a dead horse here, but I just wanted to go through it, and I applaud the Associated Press for doing this deep dive it also cost them several thousand dollars because as public institutions had to uh, have to give you this information, you have to pay for them sometimes, these, these documents, these emails, these, these FOIA requests from, from private institutions. And some of them just outright refused to give them. But again, I, I can go through the list and it's all of them. It's all of them except this. All of them do it. Uh, and you see the donations, you see the, the paid vacations, you see the issues like that, and either we fix it or we don't, but you can't pick and choose who you want to attack when it happens. It's 5.56 here. WILK will be back to close out the Rob O'Donnell Show in a minute. Well, that's it for this Wednesday, July 12th, 2023, on the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM. If you missed any of the show today, you can get it on the Odyssey app. Or you can check out the podcast wherever you find your local podcasts. You guys be safe out there with these storms coming through. God bless, and we will do this again tomorrow. See you then.